Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about patterns of communication. This week, we read The Five Ways Sibling Dynamic Reappears in Adult Relationships, published in Psychology Today 2023. Um, Heather, you and I have had this article for a while, and we've been thinking about it, and I think now we're ready to talk about sibling patterns right. or patterns of communication. Um, so the first point in the article is that patterns are really hard to break. Have you ever noticed that in counseling or supervision, like your own patterns then happening in counseling or supervision? I think something that um, comes to mind right away is when my supervisees come in and we're chit-chatty, like I have to have, it's almost like a clock goes off in my head, like this is allowed for four minutes. Like, oh, how funny. Because we have to jump in to yeah. like be professional then, like, or, yeah, you sure. know, what's the point of our meeting yeah. or whatever. Do you, is that like clear enough that you actually look at your watch or you feel it? I feel it. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, that was too long of chit chat. That was too long of yeah. talking. Like, I just know huh. it's like an internal. I mean, that clock. feels like a really useful pattern. It is sometimes. useful, but I think yeah. it's also one of those things where, then if like I've had, um, if they're in your space and you just have time to kill, like mm -hmm. right, you have time to yeah. kill in between. It's completely different because you can talk for the next twenty minutes about yeah. whatever. It's yeah. a different. Um, I think my examples would be. I think I've given this one before that. I caught myself using the same words saying goodbye to kids oh, at yes. the end of sessions. Uh -huh. And um, most of the time that works, but our very last session, if I say the same thing, it's confusing to them. Right. But it's a pattern that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So my pattern is hard to break. Um, but one that I've noticed, I'm noticing more and more and um, how it's happening and when it's happening, I get to bring my dog to work. Ah, uh, yeah. And my dog knows my counseling cues. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, he knows the, like, things at home. If right. I say, um, what's a good, at home, if I say something like, um, do you need to go outside? Right. He gets up and he walks to the door. Right. He's like, okay. Um, he knows what, when it's five o'clock. Right. I mean, every, he knows. Mm -hmm. if, if we're at home and it's five o'clock, he knows what time it is because he's ready to get fed. Right. Um, but at the office, he knows the sound I make or the tone of my voice when I'm ending a session. Oh, that is so interesting. What does he do? He gets up like and he's stretches. Like, oh, it's time he's to like, move. Yep. I'm gonna so the he door's going to open. He yeah. can be laying on the floor, totally sleeping, and he hears the change in my voice, and he gets up and looks at me and mm -hmm. stretches mm -hmm. like, okay. Right. That was a good little nap. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes it's because I say the same words, but even when I don't say the exact same words, he still knows. Okay. So sometimes I say, are you ready? Mm -hmm. And he knows, and he, and he even knows that it's not meaning let's go for a walk right. or let's go potty. Mm -hmm. He knows that means we're going to stand up and say bye to this person mm -hmm. and they're going to leave. That's interesting. What, um, let me think. Th that's the big one. Where he knows, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's time. It's, we're wrapping up. Yep. Time to end. I guess he mu also must know when I'm starting because he settles in. Ah, he's like, okay, we're, we're gonna, gonna sit for a while. Right, we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be here. here for a little right. bit. Um, so if the dog is picking up on those, then right. clients then are picking up on them too. Absolutely. And I think yeah. sometimes it's completely self-conscious. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. like you don't have an awareness of it at all. And then other times it's like me with a clock, right? Like, oh, I've been talking too long. <laughs> yeah. To... Okay. Well, that's our next point. What's an example? So in the article talks about patterns being unconscious, but what are some patterns that you are totally aware of in your counseling or supervision? Um, I tend to start casual. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Like chit-chatty at the beginning and at the end. 
mm-hmm. even at the end as we're walking out, we've already made our appointment for next time. We've you know taken mm-hmm. care of those things, but I'm still it's still um, more like okay, drive safe or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a more neighborly, I would say. Yeah. And I do that in supervision and in counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe the one something I can think of is like um, inviting people into my office. Yes. The way I do that, mm-hmm. and then the expectation of where they will sit and where oh, I will sit. That's a great one. Um, actually, this week, th- oh, this is a good example too. I have I see um, a little boy, and typically it's just he and I, and we are practicing new new skills. Okay. We're learning new things, doing trying new things, and I wanted one of his parents to join so that they could see what we're trying out right. and be a part of what we're trying. And so the little boy and I have a routine. Mm-hmm. We come in, we sit in our chairs, we talk. Maybe right. sometimes he, we come in and he lays on the couch rather than sits in the chair. But we have kind of this rhythm. Mm-hmm. And um, his dad joined. His dad didn't know right. the routine. Right. And so the little boy and I started to do what we always do. Mm-hmm. And his dad was kind of stuck He's like, in the oh. middle. Like, where, <laughs> so what do I, where do right. I sit? And I direct, I went, oh, here, this is a good, you know, this, please sit in this chair. Or I, he started to sit in, um, I was going to give him the good chair. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, oh, here, have this chair. It's, it's the good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he didn't know. Right. But it was so clear that the boy and I do know mm-hmm. how to do that. So some of, I think. It was unconscious the way the boy and I interact mm-hmm. with each other because we've just done it for so long now. But it was very conscious the way that I helped Dad come in and join right. us and be a part That's of it. That's a perfect example. As you're talking, I was thinking about a session I had a couple weeks ago. And it, that session, then I started paying attention to it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But a client walked in, and when they sat down to start session, there was like a difference in the It was like a big sigh, like a... And like mm-hmm. then started talking, so I started paying attention. Like, how uh-huh. many of my clients actually do that, or is there like a pattern? Oh. And I've noticed many of them come in, kind of get comfy where they're yeah. going to be, and like their breathing slows maybe, uh-huh. or like settles. Yeah. Like maybe they come in super tense and mm-hmm. like ready to go, and then as they start, they kind of almost like get more comfy and yeah. breathe differently. So because I've started paying attention to it, but I'm sure it's been there all along. Do you, I mean, that's definitely their unconscious pattern. What do you think it, it I probably reflects? Do it. I, what, no, I think oh, that you're doing I probably it. Do and it. so they're modeling right. it. Oh, I was thinking, I mean, for sure, maybe you are doing that. Um, that it shows that they feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Or like no. they're settling in, they know what they're going to do while they're that's here. That's possible, yeah. Like they're ready. Right. Like, I mean, to me, like my dog, where right. he goes, okay, we're going to be here a while. And comfy. lays down and gets right. comfy, takes a nap. And supervision, do you, I like that you kind of switched to thinking about the, an unconscious or conscious pattern of our clients or our supervisees. Mm-hmm. Do you, in supervision specifically, do you think you are ever trying to get your supervisees out of a pattern? And maybe it's a conscious one or it's an unconscious one, but you're kind of trying to get them to break the mold a little yeah, bit. I think I do. <laughs> I have um, some particular moments in mind right now of um, working with supervisees that tend to be perfectionistic mm-hmm. or like they really want like 
to show you that they did a good job. Like I, I did that thing with my notes and I changed it this way. And it's like, they're really looking for that. Like, and then it sticks and they do it all the time where they're yeah. like, okay, did I get a gold star this week? Like they're looking yeah, for that yeah. reassurance. And so I think that that does happen. And maybe it just becomes a part of what they think supervision is. It's like, oh, we don't yes. have to talk about notes every week. That just was like right. my critique or my comment oh. was like, you don't have to say this much or you can yeah. word it this way. You know? Yes, I totally agree. It's been a while, but I had a supervisee that really wanted to focus on just the administrative part, oh. the paperwork related Business to. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had to really, I think at first I. And, and just redirected gently right. and then got to the point where I went, so let's save about 15 minutes for that mm-hmm. and spend the rest of the time talking about right. clients and had to say it like that you, directly. Right. And then it's still, I mean, I think it was comfortable for mm-hmm. them to talk about the administrative stuff. Right. And so had to, so let's, let's write an email to each other about that mm-hmm. and use our time here. I had to be really, really direct about it. Yeah. Um, well, I think maybe in a different vein, well, you know, maybe it's actually the same mm-hmm. thing that both people are doing, but it looked a little bit different. So one person wanted to focus on the administrative tasks, um, but I have a lot of supervisees that avoid doing a lot of self-reflection. Oh, and that's so th- the hard part. Right, right, <laughs> right. And maybe that's what, I think right. that's what the person who is, you know, mm-hmm. trying to focus on administrative stuff, that they were doing the same thing. But um, people who are trying to avoid reflecting, I think they'll say things like, they'll summarize really quickly and move on. Right. Or they'll say, like, well, you know, or I'm, you know, if I ask them to be reflective, I ask a question that's asking them to Mm -hmm. think a little bit about how they're feeling, that they might say something really short and sweet. Right. I'm fine Mm -hmm. or good or okay. And, or maybe I ask them to give me, you know, what were you feeling? Mm Mm-hmm. And they say, good. And you're like, really? <laughs> well, I'll, I mean, just like a client and on purpose, like a, like I would a client because I'm, I'm trying to model for them. I'll go, mm, that's not a feeling word. Right. <laughs> you're like, mm. so let's, I mean. Let's try again. Let's try some feeling words. And I mean, also like a client that I might even say, you know, this is hard. So let me, I think if I were in this situation, I would feel and just throw out mm-hmm. some examples, baby steps. Right. I'll let them in the beginning right. use one of my words. And then... But eventually, I'm not giving you the answer anymore. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling? Right. Um, that I, So I feel like I have quite a few that are dodging being very self-reflective. Yeah, I think that happens. And I think it's um, also a confidence building, like until they gain their confidence or they mm-hmm. feel really good. I have one in particular that will give me a feeling openly, but then describes what happened in the session. And then I'm like... So you were, and I'll just check out. So yeah. that you you started out with that was really difficult and it was challenging for you and you know all these ways and but what you just told me didn't seem like that and it's almost uh, like they know I'm gonna ask so they try and just like okay well here was this really complex thing and then they tell yeah. me and I'm like doesn't sound like it was complex yeah <laughs> so stay with us we'll be right back the coaching conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders 
drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. So in a di- maybe that like they've learned what to My expect pattern, from yeah. you, your pattern, <laughs> um, but they're still doing some of the same thing. So they, okay. Um, that makes me think like their answer, even though you're trying to maneuver to get closer to what you want, their answer, they're giving you like a perfunctory answer. Right, right. Um, I always call that, have I said this to you before? I call that the Sunday school answer. No, I like that though. That's perfect. Because because it's like when you have like, in my mind, if you had like a group of five-year-olds in Sunday school Mm -hmm. and you ask them the question, all of their little hands shoot up to answer. And the answer is Jesus. They all say it at the same time in unison. And you're like, no, guys, nope, nope. Not every single time is right. the answer right. Jesus. Not like that, right. I mean, sometimes it's other stuff. Right. So put your hands down, listen mm-hmm. to the question, mm-hmm. give yep. a thoughtful answer. Right. That maybe sometimes our supervisees give the answer they think we're looking for. Oh, I think that happens a lot. I right, so very, like yeah. yours, I can tell that you're trying to mm-hmm. get them, ste- you know, step them closer and closer and closer, but they're still giving you, okay, Heather's going to ask me for at least two feelings words. Right, and I better just say them now. <laughs> right, so we can just move past that part of the conversation, and then I can explain right. or talk around or mm-hmm. avoid. But if I have to say um, nervous, self-conscious, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can describe mm-hmm. the other part. Yeah. What would you do or what do you already do when you realize that's happening? To help them break their pattern. Uh, I usually, when I'm clarifying at the end, I'll just kind of do that, like, autocorrect. So you started out telling me that made you really mm-hmm. self-confident, like, you were you were worried. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like in the session you were very confident, or it seems like the interaction mm-hmm. you're telling me is different than what you're okay. identifying. So um, you listen, you let, you hear them out. Yeah, I let it But you circle back, uh-huh. so you don't let them off the hook. Nope. Um, and you, I think you're trying to get the deeper meaning from their long explanation or mm-hmm. justification or whatever it is that they get the, their long right. description. Um, so you're using the feeling word and the, so maybe they're describing that they did fe- feel um, self-conscious or uncomfortable. And then they give you this long description of the group activity that right. they used. And you, so maybe you would then summarize and say, so you felt uncomfortable, you tried these things and in the end, you still felt not very satisfied with right. what you. So trying right. to give them a nice summary, but mm-hmm. circling back to the feeling. Right. Just so they can understand that, like, there's a purpose behind that, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of growth in being able to identify that. And then know for yourself. I mean, as we're talking about patterns, but, like, know that you do it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I do that. I think not, probably not right in the moment most of the time. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's useful to do right. it in the moment. That, um if I've done that a lot of times mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm going back and I'm changing the pattern a little bit gently by my questions and a summary and things like that, um, that I might sometimes just bring up the pattern. Oh yeah, just directive. So, like yeah. um, I'm thinking of a client situation, but it happens with supervisees too. That I was working with, he I think he was 12 or 13, you know, preteen mm-hmm. or tween kind right. of age boy. And we were talking about pretty tough, uncomfortable topics. And he could do it for a little bit, for maybe a minute or two, mm-hmm. and then he would crack a joke. Right. And he was pretty funny. Right. So, he, I mean, right. it was, he'd crack a joke, and it, I could be distracted a little mm-hmm. bit by his funny joke. 
And I would let him right. because I knew what we were talking about was kind of tough. But at some point I said, do you realize that when we get closer to the, these tough topics that you might crack a joke? Mm-hmm. And I think like we're conscious or unconscious. Right. I think it was a little bit of both. It sure. Did, you know? And um, when I said it, he was a little sheepish, but he said, some, yeah, sometimes or something like right. that. He, he right. knew, but I don't think he knew how often. Right. But by kind of naming it, mm-hmm. we could sometimes talk about that more Well, directly. and then once you kind of open that up one time, it can mm-hmm. kind of stick. Because a few weeks later, you could say, oh, remember that thing? I think, you know, yeah. I think today we've done it a lot. Yeah. Can... Oh, we did. We had, so the way that he and I agreed on doing it was that I had, I don't know where it went. I used to have this toy that was um, a giant button. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you pushed it, and it would make it. It had a battery, so it would right. make like some noise, mm-hmm. like a maybe it was a buzzer to a game actually. Okay. Um, so we would both acknowledge that mm-hmm. he was changing the subject and cracking a joke by just pushing the button. Right. And sometimes we that was a, we just acknowledged it. Right, just acknowledge mm-hmm. it and keep going. Yeah. That it was tough. We needed a break. Mm-hmm. He could push the button and change the subject for a little bit. Um, but sometimes we would also say like you like mm-hmm. you're saying. Man, we've pushed the button a lot today. Right. <laughs> and maybe just saying that was what yeah. happened in counseling that day, that we just acknowledged, like, this is hard, or this is a lot, or you feel overwhelmed. So, right. I mean, that that was really useful. Right. Maybe I need to get my my buzzer back out. Yeah, <laughs> for my supervisees even. Yeah, just have it out on the shelf. It mm-hmm. just happened to be nearby. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, You're avoiding something. Right. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I do, I do that with, I mean, with him, it was very, very direct and clear and we talked about it and it was something that we were actually working on, right. but was in supervision, I can see the same thing happening that, yeah. Hey, we keep dodging this thing or we keep, mm-hmm. you know, I can be easily distracted by a cute kid story. Right. So maybe one of my supervisees tells me a cute kid thing and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, right. And you're in that and then moment. We're in, yeah. And then I've switched <laughs> modes and we have to go back. Right. So, um, uh, the last point in the article is that patterns can repeat at work. So do you think in yourself you see patterns from home or friends or family repeating at work? Or do you sometimes point that out with your supervisees or clients that this is a pattern that happens in another place and now it's repeating itself at work or in counseling? Yes and yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that I do it without I'm, I'm trying to be self-reflective right now quickly mm-hmm. um but i don't know that i'm always doing it necessarily intentionally if that makes sense oh definitely like it's yeah. just like a mm, okay mm-hmm. but then also i think that it's so helpful to be able to then talk about like your little guy mm-hmm. you're talking about like oh so do you do this at school when things get uncomfortable mm-hmm. do yeah. you do this behavior like once you've identified the behavior it becomes easier to um Talk about in a way that, like, oh, is that something we want to change? Is mm-hmm. that something we want to work yeah. on? You know, so I think all those things can. Yeah. I, I think this, I think your example is something that could happen, like, a, a ton of times in just one session. Right. Over and over and over. Right. Um, the, when, I, when I ask myself this question, I'm thinking, you know, in, I'm, I'm wondering how quickly in, when you were in school this question, someone asked you this mm-hmm. question, but they always ask in, in graduate programs for counseling, what is a population or type of person oh, right. you think that you wouldn't work well with? <laughs> right. And to me, the answer is, yeah, this is a pattern that's 
that you can see might repeat itself within mm-hmm. work or counseling. So it's just a pattern that's right. existed somewhere else in your life, and right. now you can see that it might happen again. Um, how long have you been in school when someone asked you that question? I want to say pretty early on. Me too. I feel like it was maybe first semester. I, and I always, I now, being on kind of the other side of right. it, think that's a question you should ask somebody at the end. Right. It should be the last thing you ask. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, you don't know in the beginning. And well, now you've got a little bit of experience. And doesn't it then make it, pre- like, you're kind of prejudiced against that? Like, if you're all the, well, yeah. I already said I don't want to work yeah. with, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, in the classes that I've taught or the counselors that I've supervised and in my own class, everyone said nobody. Oh. They, w- they weren't willing to they fess willing up to ident- okay. and say, I don't think I could do this. Right. Everybody, oh, no, I could work with anybody. Oh, no, I could. Yeah. Not true. Yeah, not, not true. true. Um, but I think for myself, if there's a group of people that I would say, I don't think I could work well with this person, or right. I don't think that I would end up being very helpful towards this kind of, right. with this kind of person, it's just a pattern that existed mm-hmm. before counseling. Right. It's something you were already not comfortable with then, and mm-hmm. it just, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think in supervision, part of our job, I mean, one piece, because there's a lot of parts, mm-hmm. um, just one piece would be helping our supervisees to recognize the patterns right. and be willing to say, acknowledge, do something about it mm-hmm. when they realize, oh, this is just a group of people I'm not right. comfortable with, don't want to work with, don't think I'm Correct. as effective with. Like, um, it's a good example. Maybe like a supervisee that you're, oh, um, I have, I'm working with somebody that is looking for a site to, mm. to mm-hmm. where they can work and they can get their hours. And I can tell they keep kind of gravitating towards this group of people that they have a lot of family history. And you're like, don't do not that. Not a good idea. <laughs> not a, that's going to be hard. And not mm-hmm. just hard for the supervisee, but is it really going to be that beneficial towards the clients? Right, right. Um and I think all the things that we're talking about, it, it's hard to break. It's mm-hmm. sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. Right. All of those things go into that decision. Mm-hmm. Can I work with this person? Can right. I not work with this person? Right. What about maybe more subtle examples? Like um, you're having the same kind of reaction towards a person that you have mm. in other areas. Mm-hmm. I think I've done that before. Or even sitting in session and something it cues and reminds you of something. I just mm-hmm. talked about this actually with a supervisee this week. Um, they were describing something that happened to them in session and it got them off track. And so they yes. were talking about like, how do I stay in the moment when what they said made me think of my own situation yes. that I need to blah, blah, right. blah. And I was like, that is a great example of you needing to go, okay, so like afterwards, that's where you do your reflection of why that was triggering. Mm-hmm. But there is a just empty box on the side of your head that you need to dump that in for a second and yeah. finish your, you know. I think that's really good. I mean, to me, that says that supervisee's got a lot of good awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that yep. it, there's a pattern there right. that they felt and recognized Right. Oh, yeah, that's something from not related to this person in front of me. Right, and this is like, why did I do that? And you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is so. I think um, this topic is, as we're talking about it, more complicated and more pervasive than right. maybe I thought started out <laughs> thinking it was. That this right. is just is so circular. Mm-hmm. They, you just it comes and comes and comes, and it's constantly part of what we're doing. Right, I think it speaks loudly to communication and those patterns are mm-hmm. kind of set like uh-huh. and if we're not always aware of working on them 
they could trip us up really easily. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, Heather and I would love to hear about some of the patterns that you have in counseling that maybe you are working to minimize or that you recognize as really useful in your counseling. And as always, we would love to hear suggestions for topics for future podcast episodes. Uh, thanks for listening today to Supervision with a Vision.